Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Chewy, and this is the 411 from 406. Hope everybody is doing well. Um, it has been quite a while, actually, since uh, since we've had an episode here on the feed. Uh, the last time we got together, I believe, it's been a couple weeks now, um, Pip and I were talking about our all-time favorite cop movies. Which was a uh, which was a super enjoyable experience. Um, I have to apologize. We were actually scheduled to record um, another episode last week, actually, and and I had to bail. Uh, my schedule was just sort of crazy last week, and and I wasn't able to do it. So we are actually scheduled again this week. As I'm recording this, uh, it is actually Tuesday morning. I uh, just dropped my son off at school, and I am on the way to work. And so it's Tuesday morning. I thought I would jump on and, and say hello and, and record a podcast. Uh, we are actually scheduled to record Thursday evening. So hopefully uh, life doesn't get in the way again, and uh, we will be able to, to come back to you again. Um, I'm, I'm, I believe the uh, topic that we're going to be discussing is uh, definitive roles, so, uh, you know, kind of movie actors that have a, are known for a single role. So, uh, I'm looking forward to having that discussion once again with my buddy Pep. Um, let's see on, um, on Sunday evening, I watched the WWE pay-per-view extreme rules. Um, it, um, I, I have to be honest with you. Um, my, I won't say my love for professional wrestling. But I will say my um, my intrigue or my level of excitement, my level of excitement for professional wrestling is has been waning. Um, and, and I don't know if that is because I'm getting older. I don't know if it's because the product isn't very good. I don't know if that there's just kind of too much shit going on in life. You know, I'm not I'm not quite sure. Um, like, as an example, I can't tell you the last time I watched an episode of Raw. I just, I, I mean, it's just, it's been forever. Now, I will preface all of this by saying, um, I do not watch AEW. I do not watch any other wrestling promotion other than WWE. Um, I, I recognize that AEW specifically is on fire right now. They have been signing people left and right, people have been leaving WWE and going to AEW, uh, really, really big names, you know, Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt, and like, there's just, I mean, there's a slew of huge names over there. Um, so, so I guess when I'm, when I'm talking about pro- professional wrestling, I'm, I'm specifically referring to WWE in, in my, in my comments. Um, that being said, I doubt very seriously I will begin watching AEW, and it's not because I'm a, 
a WWE homer. Um, well, I guess it is a little bit. Um, I, you know, I just really, I just don't have the time to devote to professional wrestling these days. I've got three boys, um, all of which are in different school districts. Uh, my, you know, between basketball and baseball and athletics and parent meetings and this, that, and the other thing. And then my wife is a professional photographer and we're in the fall and her, her shooting schedule is absolutely crazy. I, I just, I just really have very little time to devote to professional wrestling. Um, that being said, again, this is a really long way around. That being said, I, I did sit down on Sunday night and I watched on the WWE Network, which is on Peacock these days. I watched Extreme Rules. So before I get into that, I want to talk a little bit about the Peacock Network. Um, I understand why WWE did this. I'm sure it was a huge win for them financially. Uh, that being said, the Peacock Network and, and the, the version of the WWE Network that is on Peacock could not suck worse. Um, the, the, the controls are not intuitive. The searches are not intuitive. They make it really difficult to go back and watch a pay-per-view if you haven't started it at the beginning um, or if you haven't started it when the broadcast started it's it's just it's just not it's just not very intuitive um, I'm, I'm I, I am not overly impressed with the peacock version of the WWE network that being said it is still the best ten dollars I spend a month or whatever it is uh, as a wrestling fan because there is so much content available there. Again, even though it, trying to search for some of that stuff sucks, it's really, really difficult. Uh, but if you're a wrestling fan, an old school wrestling fan, um, you really cannot beat uh, the value that the WWE Network provides, even though it's on Peacock. Um, so yeah, so I sat down and I watched Extreme Rules. Um, and you know what? And overall, it was a, it was a pretty good show. Um, I have to, again, like I said, I can't remember the last time I watched a Raw, um, but you re with with so many pay per views, um, you know one one a month. You really don't need to watch Raw anymore, in my in my opinion. They, I mean, yeah, I understand that Big E the other night won the WWE title. Um, you know, on a Raw, he cashed in um, his his Money in the Bank contract against Lashley. Eh, okay, fine. So I missed it. I missed the title change. I, I watched it on YouTube. Um, but again, it's like there, there's there just really isn't and there really hasn't been for several years any real compelling reason, in my opinion, to watch regularly scheduled episodic television on the on for WWE. Um, it's not like it was back in the day when, you know, every every week you had Stone Cold Steve Austin beating the shit out of this. Vince McMahon. It's not like back in the day on, on the other channel for WCW when you had Sting and Hulk Hogan going back and forth. You know, like there, there just isn't any kind of long-term storytelling, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's part of the reason that my, my, uh, my excitement for professional wrestling, at least episodically, has been waning over the years. Um, so anyways... We sat down and watched the pay-per-view the other night. And like I said, overall, I think it was a pretty good show. Um, we started out the night with The New Day um, 
versus Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, and Omas. Um, no matter how many times I see Omas, this dude is, uh, he's massive. He's not very good as a professional wrestler, but he is, especially standing next to AJ Styles, you know, it looks like a kid and his dad. But Omas is just a mountain of a man. Um, he, he really does remind me of a, believe it or not, larger version of the Giant Gonzalez. Remember Giant Gonzalez came to the ring wearing that stupid looking, you know, like body suit with painted on muscles. Um, Omas is, is like a, is a wider version of that dude, which is kind of scary. Um, overall, this was a pretty good match. I'm not a huge fan of tag team wrestling. Um, at the end of the day, you know, the New Day won the match. Um, you know, I think uh, Big E ended up hitting his, his finisher on AJ Styles. I'm sorry, on, on Lashley uh, to score the win. So, of course, you know, uh, Big E beats Lashley the week before on Raw uh, for the title. And then, of course, they're kind of continuing that story. And later on in the, in the night, we, it, they were setting up that uh, Lashley and Big E are going to have a rematch on, you know, or the next night on, on Raw as well for the, for the title. So, so again, overall, overall decent match, good way to start the card. Um, next up was the, uh, the SmackDown tag team championship. It was the Usos versus the street profits. I, I, I could not care less about, again, I'm just, I'm just not in general. I'm not a big fan of tag team wrestling. Um, you know, the, the Usos I think are, are pretty interesting here in that, you know, they are um, kind of in the stable, in the family with Roman Reigns, who's the top dog in WWE. And so there's some intrigue around that. The Usos had won the title um, titles from the Street Profits. Street, street Profits are an interesting pairing in my mind. Um, there's you got one guy. One guy is kind of bigger and the other guy is um, a little bit skinnier. And he is the high flyer. That dude, and again, I don't want to, uh, I don't remember their, their names exactly, but the guy that is a high flyer is a machine. And some of the stuff that that dude does, uh, you know, is, is really, really amazing. Um, that being said, again, tag, tag wrestling is just, is just kind of not my thing. The Usos um, did beat the Street Profits. They retained those titles. Again, decent little match. If you're a tag team wrestling fan, again, I, I'm just, I'm just not. Um, next up was the Raw Women's Championship. So this was Charlotte and Alexa Bliss. This is this was a weird one for me. Um, Charlotte just, she looks completely different every single time she comes to the ring. And I don't just mean her ring attire. She looks like a different human being. If you look at Charlotte Flair now versus Charlotte Flair two years ago, five years ago, and God forbid, 10 years ago. Um, and I'll, I might have to do this. I might have to pull some pictures and put it on the web. Um, she looks like a different human being. Her face, her boobs, her hair, like just everything. She, I mean, she clearly has had work done. She, does, she doesn't look bad by any stretch. She just looks like a different human being. Um, she, um, she is clearly one of the best female professional wrestlers in history. Um, you know, she, she is kind of taking after her father. I think she's won 12 titles at this point. Um, she is a, she is the top of the food chain when it comes to female professional wrestling. Um, Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss was, and I guess is one of my favorites. 
Um, she's in kind of this weird phase right now where they had her paired with Bray Wyatt, and she went kind of the the kind of weird, crazy goth version of Alexa Bliss again. She you know with the the, the, the face paint, and she was really kind of playing off the fiend. Well, they they let the fiend go. And now she's kind of still stuck in this this really weird version of Alexa Bliss, where she's got the black eyeliner and the black face paint and just all all sorts of stuff. Um, and and I don't know if this match played out the way it did. If I had to guess, I would say it did. I, I'm guessing this match played out the way it did because they're going to take her off TV for a while, and maybe when they return her, she's going to be back to the, the not, I'll call it the non fiend version of Alexa bliss. Um, if you're not familiar, Alexa bliss has been kind of coming to the ring lately and she's, she's had this doll and she's been talking to a doll and she, it's just kind of this very weird, but at the same time, kind of entertaining shtick um, at the end of the match. So Charlotte flair wins the match. It was a relatively good match. Charlotte flair wins the match and then um, proceeds to rip up this, this, uh, this doll that Alexa Bliss had. Alexa Bliss then begins to cry, begins to, um, she clearly had something in her mouth, like an Alka-Seltzer to make her herself kind of foam at the mouth. You could totally see it in her mouth. Um, and, you know, they just, they really, the camera really kind of stayed with her and really went out of the way to show just how upset and, and distraught she was over the, the, quote, death of this doll. So I, I can only assume that they're going to make her go away for a little while. And then when she comes back, she will be repackaged either as some new version of Alexa Bliss or uh, kind of back to the old version. But I have a feeling that, especially with Bray Wyatt leaving the company, um, I, I'm guessing that that's part of the reason that, that this match kind of went the way it did. Um, next up was a match that, was better than I thought it would be, quite frankly. Um, it was for the United States Championship. Damian Henry, the champion, was defending against Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. I say that it was better than I thought it would be because, quite frankly, I don't really like either of these, any of these guys. Um, Sheamus, to me, is is um, has been doing the same Sheamus stick since he came into the company. That not that it's bad, but again, to me, it's just kind of boring. He's been doing the same thing literally almost the entire time he's been around. Jeff Hardy is a, an, a, is a ma- an amazing high flyer. He does some really outstanding acrobatic things. Again, just not just not necessarily one of my favorite guys. Damian Priest is, is still a relatively young guy, um, has been doing some really, really good things and, and been getting a push um, really, I guess, since WrestleMania or I guess even before. Um, but again, just not one of my favorites. But again, not... Um, I don't have anything bad to say about him. Just not one of my favorites. That being said, this was a really pretty good match. Um, all three of these guys worked really hard. I, you know, I, I'm not, I, I'm not like, I'm like, I'm not a huge fan of tag wrestling and I'm typically not a big fan of multi-way matches either, but this one was pretty good. Part of the reason that I don't like multi-way matches is, you know, it's almost like the guys are typically working to try and find a way to get two guys isolated so that they can have just kind of a one-on-one wrestling match. Um, they did a pretty good job in this match of, of not making it so obvious that that's what they were doing. Um, 
At, at the end, Damian Priest ends up winning this match, retaining his title, which I think is a good thing. Um, the, the finish was really, really good. Um, you know, a lot of big moves between all three guys, and Priest ended up getting a schoolboy on Sheamus, which, which again, is kind of a kind of a quote cheap way to get it. But I like that because, you know, Priest, even though he's the champion coming in here, he really is, in my mind at least, was kind of positioned as the underdog. And, and, and for have him, to have him get kind of a, quote, cheap win against Sheamus, I think um, really is a good idea to kind of compel that, you know, move that story forward, let them get maybe one or two more matches out of that, out of that pairing, which I think will be very good. Um, next up is the SmackDown Women's Championship. Becky Lynch defending her uh, her title that she won in about 25 seconds against Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. Um, that was a that was a huge um, I think surprise to to see her win, you know come back and win that title. Uh, no, not at WrestleMania. When was it? Was it at WrestleMania? Whenever it was. Whenever Becky Lynch returned and uh, and she and she won that title. Uh, must have been. Oh, it was at SummerSlam. Sorry, SummerSlam. Um, so I wasn't quite sure what to, you know, how, how Becky Lynch would be here. Um, you know, would she have some ring rust? You know, yes, yeah, she came back and she won a match, but, but it was only, a, you know, like a, a less than a minute match. Um, and, and sure enough, there was some of that here. Um, I, I was interested that Becky Lynch was almost kind of wrestling as the heel here. Um, and, and I guess that's, you know, I don't know if that's... Um, if that's quote attitude era, if that's kind of you know channeling the the, the, the stone cold character, the hey I'm the man, I'm going to do whatever I want. Um, but it was interesting, and it was something that I actually that I really noticed that she really was wrestling as the heel, and and um, and I, I was kind of shocked. The crowd was actually behind Bianca Belair more than I thought they would be. Um, aside from Becky's entrance. Um, I, I think it's probably fair to say, I only watched it once, I think it's probably fair to say that Bianca probably got more cheers during the match than Becky did. Um, that being said, this was this was a pretty good match all the way through. Again, a little bit of ring rust from from Becky Lynch. Um, I, I just, I no matter how many times I see it, I do not understand how Bianca Belair can wrestle with that hair. I, I just don't get it. And And you know what? I have to say, I appreciate the fact that Becky Lynch pulled her hair multiple times during this match because you know what? If you've got like a four-foot piece of rope attached to somebody's head, God damn it, you're going to pull on it. And I appreciate the fact that Becky just didn't kind of ignore it. That was good. Um, I'm really interested to see if and when um, Bianca Belair will like put up her hair in a match, right, where somebody will come out and cut that off. Um, it wouldn't shock me if eventually – that's what happens. I'm not suggesting that'll happen, you know, in this feud, but I think just with, with that being such a part of her persona, it wouldn't shock me that eventually, uh, that, that becomes part of the, part of the, the thing. So again, uh, Becky Lynch retains, ended up, ends up retaining the title here when Sasha Banks makes her return, comes to the ring, beats up Bianca Belair, and then Becky Lynch as well. Um, not a huge fan of a DQ finish, typically, but big fan of the fact that, you know, Becky Lynch can't lose or, you know, presumably can't lose in her original title defense. And then 
um, the, the, you know, this, this keeps, this keeps Bianca Belair, um, up and coming, doesn't give her a loss or doesn't give her a clean loss. Um, I, I, you know, this, this is a pretty decent use of, um, of the, of the DQ finish here. Uh, last match of the night is the Universal Championship. It is Roman Reigns defending against the, the demon version of Finn Balor. Uh, the demon version has never lost a match in the WWE. Uh, I guess my initial response to that is why does he ever wrestle as anything other than the demon? Um, that being said, the demon lost this match. So this was this, the first loss of quote, the demon's career. Um, I will say it was a, it was a really, really silly way for him to lose this match. Um, so again, all of these matches are extreme rules, uh, which means there are no rules. Um, and so towards the, actually, it was a pretty good match. It was, it was, uh, Roman, Roman Reigns continues to, to, to be one of my favorites. I, I loved him when he was a face. I love him now that he's a heel. Um, I, I'm just, I'm just a big fan of, of the Roman Reigns character. Um, he, um, he, he really, he works hard and, and I, he's really kind of coming into his own as, the, um, you know, the tribal chief, the head of the table, whatever you want to call him. Um, big fan of Reigns. He's held the title now for 391 days, which I can only imagine they're, they're going to continue to push that just for a really, really long time. I, I don't know if they're going to go all the way to Mania. I don't know if they'll go all the way to Mania next year, but I can foresee them really kind of working on, hey, he's held the title. He's held the title. He continues to hold the title forever and ever and ever. Um. So again, it's an extreme rules match. The Usos come down, they get involved, they beat the shit out of Balor, Balor fights back. Um, towards the end of the match, everybody is laid out on the outside, and the demons um music hits and the smoke hits, and and Finn Balor begins to kind of um uh, uh kind of pulsate uh to the heartbeat of of um of his music, which is kind of silly. Um, he gets up, he, uh, the smoke is going, the tons and tons of smoke and he throws Roman back in the ring and he beats him up and he's got him in position for his, his finisher, the coup de gras, which is where he just kind of jumps off the top rope and kind of double stomp down into the guy's chest. And Balor is standing on the top rope and the top rope just breaks. It breaks. And Roman, I think, hit a spear, and that was it. And this was a really, really silly way for this to end. Um, are you telling me that the rope just randomly broke? Okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's going to come out where there's going to be footage where they show Paul Heyman messing with the ropes, and he broke the ropes on purpose. I guess that would make that would make more sense in my mind. But if, if they're going to go with the rope just broke just randomly, and that's how Roman Reigns held onto the title. Yeah. That's, that's kind of a bummer of uh, that's kind of a bummer. Um, I, I really hope that there's more to this story. I really hope that there's going to be more to this than the rope just broke. Um, that being said, overall, other than that kind of that, that wonky finish, I thought it was a really good match. Um, 
you know, Balor was the original universal champion. It was the first universal champion. Um, he never lost that title. Um, you know, so they were, they were kind of playing on that a little bit. Um, kind of bummed that they would, that they would have the demon persona lose, but I guess he's got to lose eventually. Right. Um, I guess I would have preferred that if he's going to lose that he, he would have lost like legitimately as opposed to this kind of wonky, the top rope breaking finish. So, um, overall a, a decent show. Um, uh, you know, again, it was, it was one of the kind of, it wasn't one of the, the, the main pay-per-views, the big paper, the, you know, the big tent pole shows, but I thought extreme rules was, was pretty good. Um, you know, when you, when you have a pay-per-view like this with no rules on anything, you know, that can kind of be, um, you know, that, that can kind of be overdone. I don't think they really did. Yeah. They used some tables and they used some, um, you know, some kendo sticks and that kind of thing, but it wasn't overly done. It wasn't in every match. Um, so yeah, I think, I think overall, this was a pretty good show worth watching. I would, I would definitely give it a thumbs up. Um, I don't know. I, I um, yeah, I, I don't know if this is going to kind of get me back into watching. Certainly didn't make me watch Raw on Monday. I don't, I don't even know if, if Piggy retained his title. Um, but I guess that's part of the beauty of being a, a WWE fan in 2021 in that you've got every month a pay-per-view to look forward to. So um, until next time, uh, like I said, Pip and I are, are planning on recording this week. I hope we can make that happen. Uh, until next time, this has been Chewy. This has been the 411 from 406. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one, folks.